It's the Craggy Rugby Podcast. It's the preview edition prior to the Scarlets match, and we are hoping we get a match this week because this is our third preview in a row now. We're looking for a match this time. I've got Statsman Danny Deegan on the phone. How's it going? And on the line, I should say. And um, William Davis. William, you are at the press conference again today, and we'll have questions from Dave Finn in there too. But William, who did we have? Yeah, a very interesting press conference today, Alan. Uh, we had Andy Friend, uh, head coach. Uh, we also had Paddy McAllister. So let's start with Paddy. Paddy, it's been a, a long gap since Connacht have played a rugby match, but uh, I'd say you might be quite busy of a new arrival, Eliana. So first of all, tell us how she's getting on. Yeah, she's uh, she's doing fantastic. Um, we have two older children before Eliana who were a bit of a handful when they were babies. So um, we were always envious of the friends or the family members who had those quiet babies who didn't do anything but sleep and eat um and we finally third time lucky so far um she's she's a dream baby um and you know we're just really thankful and lucky that um that she's here safe and sound and, and my wife deborah's here as well and we're just enjoying it as a family of five that's great news we know you had a few uh scary issues there a little while ago but uh it's good that everything has set has settled back in um, looking at the rugby, I suppose you've been you've been tied up with that a little bit at the start of the season. Uh, it's been a very odd season. Connacht have only played three games. Some teams have now got to five and five, like Ulster and Leinster. So, has that been playing on the minds that you just haven't been playing rugby? And I'm talking about the team in general now, not just specifically yourself. Yeah, I think if if the coronavirus pandemic hit. August, you know, beginning of this season, this new season, I think it would have been pretty turbulent this last few weeks. Um, but I think as, as a collective in general, it's been such a, a weird and random season all the way since, you know, end of February that you've kind of become accustomed to the unknown. And, you know, it's more of a, it's not even a week by week basis at the moment with the, with the rugby season. It's almost day to day. You know, you can come in tomorrow and the whole place could be shut down because there's been a few positive cases. You know, we see that around the whole, the whole league. Um, one big thing which which Connacht have have applied to us this year as, as a playing squad is the arrival of Jack Bertwistle, who's a mental health and performance skills coach. Um, and you know, it's kind of been a marriage made in heaven at the moment. The way his appointment was made because the you know ninety percent of this rugby right now is all. It's all mental and it's how, how you can cope. And, you know, Friendly and the coaches have said it from the very beginning that we want to be the best team that's adaptable um, through any environment that's thrown at us, whether it's out of our control or in our control, we want to be the best at it. And he said it's the best team that's going to adapt the best, which is going to perform the best on the pitch. Um, so we were very adaptable. I think the last two weeks, yeah, it's been really unfortunate, especially after a really good performance away to Edinburgh. But... I think momentum isn't just based on your last result. I think it's also based on the day-to-day stuff that you do in training, the conversations that, you know, the, the, the rugby performances in, in training and, you know, your recovery. I think there's a lot of things which add to, to momentum building. And, you know, we've been very lucky that we've had two very good weeks of training. Um, you know, boys are fresh, ready to go and smiles are on faces. And I really, I really think that we're maturing a team that we can flick that switch on mentally rather than, you know, look around us to, to see where the momentum is going to come from. Yeah, that's, uh, I suppose, every every team has to deal with us and the best that, that deal with it. But you really need to get playing again now because 
I've been trying to work out where you might move these games to, and that's almost impossible. <laughs> I yeah. gave up after a while. Um, that's going to be a different pressure. But uh, Saturday, the sports ground, Scarlets, they're not exactly flying at the minute. Um, seem a bit short of an idea of what brand they're trying to play. So you must be, I don't like to use the word targeting, but you must be desperate to get another win, to get yourselves, to keep yourself up to 75% wins. Yeah, we have to be um, realistic and we have to be confident in ourselves that Connet Rugby are in a position where, yes, there's international games on, but we've got very good depth in a lot of positions and we've got a very good squad. Um, and we have to be realistic to, to say to ourselves, we need to take advantage of opportunities like this where other teams might have you know, been impacted a lot, a lot greater than we are. Um, we're still missing quality players, but I still believe that as a squad we can perform and have a higher standard than um, you know than some of the opposition at the weekend, and that's down to us. That's not going to come easily. That's going to come through confidence, hard work, and we need. You know, we have had these conversations where let's take advantage of these. You know, this nation's cup, and let's go out and win every game. And then when the Irish boys come back, they can you know feed off the momentum and the energy that we've we've been putting in the hard work, and hopefully they have a successive international um, couple of months, and then you know. It's, it's going to be fun whenever everyone's back together, but we're very much looking forward to to seeing um, how many wins we can rack up. But at the same time, it's it's professional rugby and um, every week's going to be a challenge, but we're a very healthy squad. Everyone's working hard. You know, we've had no cases of, of, of coronavirus. We haven't been impacted like that. Everyone in the whole staff is working very hard purely for the players to function at the weekend. And, players need to then put their hands up whenever we get those opportunities. And has there been a real focus on on skills? It's a word that's bandied around a lot in all sports, but uh, is it mental skills, physical skills, or just, you know, playing skills? Have you, is, is that something Connacht are focusing on this season? I think gone are the days where a professional rugby player can be really successful, being very good at one thing. Um, you need to have, you know, skills, skills in, in all aspects of, of a performance. And during the lockdown, our coaches in SNC were very, very vocal and, and you know, challenged us and, and made it fun in, in terms of games that we could do at home. And, you know, there was competitions of you had to send in videos and put it in the WhatsApp group, competitions of that, doing different skills every week. Um, and I think when we got back together after the, after the lockdown, our schedule now, there's there's a certain period of time every day we're in where either Nigel or Jimmy or Pete um, take a skill session for the forwards or the backs. And it just hones in on certain aspects of the game, whether it's offloading foot, footwork breakdown, um, which just adds strength to the bow. I mean, when I first started playing rugby, a prop scrummed, hit your rucks. Um, and if you, if you were good at that, you know, that's all really the coach wanted you to do. They didn't really want you to be first receiver or anything. Nowadays, you, you got to be, you know, adjustable to everything. You got to catch pass. You got to carry. If a prop finds himself on on the wing, you got to be able to be comfortable at least in those scenarios. And that's, you know, that's way different to, to when I started. So, the club and themselves are putting a lot of um, things in place for us to to get better in those things. But it all comes down to the player. I mean, if you wanna if you wanna get better, you, you will. And um, the mental skills aspect, as I said, with, with Jack Bristow coming in, he's, um, he's, he's been massive, whether it's Zoom calls, whether it's meetings here. The mental, the mental um, state of us is, 
is ready to go and, and we're evolving um, every week. I just wonder, as much uh, sort of follow on from the mental aspects that you were talking there with William and also sort of the preparation for games, how has, can you give some insights of what's happened over the last two weeks once you found out the matches have been postponed? Have you switched automatically when the Benetton game was called off? Did you switch automatically to focusing on the Dragons on that Thursday? Um, how was, how did you train, how, as much as you can tell us, how, how did you change your training? And again, last week when you found out that the Dragons game was off, did you also, did you immediately switch to focusing on the Scarlets from, from that point? Yeah, I think one thing in, in in the rugby environment is even on the pitch, if you drop a ball, we're, we're drilled and it's next job. It's forget about it. Next thing you can't compound a mistake on a mistake. So that helps in life as well. Um, one thing I've learned the last few weeks or the last few months, which has helped me massively in my personal life. But as soon as we found out that game was called off, the Treviso game first, it was literally the next training session, right? We're switching on to, to the Dragons. Um, and you, you've got to be, you can't, you can't have any hangovers in professional sport because it's the team who recovers the fastest and moves on and, you know, and works for the next goal as the team which is going to be um, accomplishing things. So it was literally flick of the switch, next job. And then unfortunately the next game was called off. There was disappointment and stuff, but um, the coaches were very good to quickly adjust training, make the next training session a bit more fun while still a lot of hard work. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's, it's really, it's, it's as simple as that. We just have to switch on to the next job and it's unfortunate, but hopefully we catch these guys later on in the season. But if it doesn't happen, the league will look into it. Fair enough. And, and briefly as well, just and again, as much as you can, and as much because everything has been changed, everything is new, and there's been different ways of approaching traveling to matches and all that. Is there anything you personally would like to see that's come in over the course because of COVID and the restrictions that you would like to see maintained going forward down the line, like the one day traveling? Is that something that you would like to see maybe considering for seasons going forward? Um, do you know, I think the majority of, of players would probably enjoy that. I always struggled traveling, even if it was a bus journey to a game on the same day for some reason. And it wasn't until that Edinburgh game where I spoke to Jack and he, and he approached the situation before with, with the squad on trying to not, not let us affect us mentally. And I really bought into that and made myself a plan for that day of travel. And it worked massively for me um personally so i'd be interested to see the next away game if i if it if i implement the same program for for my day of the of the game will it work as well will i feel fresh going into it um and if it does yeah um i'd like nothing more than to just go in and out um maybe except not the french or the italian trips i wouldn't mind a a night away from uh the chaos at home and have a couple of glasses of wine with the boys but uh, definitely these UK trips, I'll be more than happy going forward to, to do that. But obviously, there's a financial cost with that as well. And it, it seems pretty expensive just looking at it. And it must seem a, a bit of a gap since you've, since you've actually played a game of rugby. It's, uh, it's three weeks. It's, it's a very odd season, isn't it? Yeah, it's an odd season, right? But it's, um, it is what it is. Like We can't control that. Uh, we're training well as a group. Um, we had a, a good hit out. Uh, on Saturday, um, obviously in, in lieu of the Dragons game, and uh, we're just looking forward to, to playing at the sports ground against against Scarlets this weekend. Just been talking to Paddy there. He mentioned Jack Burtwistle, who's doing work with you. 
Can you tell us something about him? Because that's a name I haven't heard before, but uh, Paddy seems to feel he's made quite a quite an impression. Yeah, Jack. Um, I met Jack. Uh, he was a mate of a. Um, sorry, he was a fellow who worked for a mate of mine back in Australia, and, and he put me in touch with him about a year ago. He was studying, doing a master's degree in psychology over in Edinburgh, and um, I rang him just out of the blue because my mate Mick had said give him a call and. You might be interested in having a chat to him about an hour and a half later we got off the phone and, and it was just a, a really enlightened chat around performance skills basically and, and mental skills and, and how um, and how athletes uh, either can talk themselves into something or talk themselves out of something so the conversation kept going I've been working um, really closely with Aidan O'Flynn who does a lot of our uh, well-being stuff here, along with Deirdre, Deirdre Lyons from Rugby Players Island. And over the course of the, the last probably, or during COVID anyway, we, we had lengthy chats around trying to add value to that whole side of, of performance. Um, really simply, William, we work on, we call it the, the body, the craft and the mind. And the body is pretty much our, our athletic performance, our, uh, our nutrition our physios, our massage, the craft is what we do out there on the field. And then the mind has been an area that uh, has predominantly been based around well-being, which is really important to us. But if we could also bring in some mental skills or performance skills, we've called them, we thought that would add value. And, and that's certainly what it's done. So, um, yeah, Jack's been here since the, since the start of the, uh, the season. And, and there's been a great uptake, as Paddy would have shared with you. And I think we're starting to see some of the benefit of it. Had a, had a bit of a look at the Scarlets. They've been, they've been a little bit in and out. They, they dour game against Edinburgh. They somehow managed to beat Zebra, but they don't seem to have their the normal pattern. They're not playing. They seem to be trying to change the way they're playing a bit. Yeah, I watched watched their last two games very closely. I, I thought there were parts in that opening twenty minutes against Zebra where they looked good, and I thought, oh, here we go. This is the Zebra of old, and you know, and, and then things just didn't seem to go their way. I know the commentators said it a couple of times during that game, you know, that you're just not getting a bounce of the ball. Um, and that can happen, um, you know, so, you know, when, when we, well, as we prep for them this week, we know uh, what a Scarlet's team can do and, and we're prepping for, a, for that team to be turning up here, uh, not probably the team you've seen in the last couple of weeks. You're probably delighted. Jack Carty's back for Connacht, but there must be a disappointment. He must be disappointed and I suppose the overall feeling must be that he, he didn't really get a chance in those two games and now he has to get himself back into that Ireland frame. Yeah, I know Jack was disappointed. Um, you know, that's, that's selection though and uh, I know he and Andy had a good chat. Um, all we know is that he's back here with us. Um, you know, it, it's great to have him here. Con- I think Connor Fitz has been going great as well. Um, actually, Connor Dean is also out. Uh, he had a... Uh, a surgery on his thumb last week so he's out for probably uh, well for at least four to six weeks I'd suggest so having Jack come back in just gives us that little bit of coverage there but always great having international players return and they all trained last week and now some have gone off again when they come back in from an Ireland camp do they bring something slightly different to, to your training package uh, around your week when they you know they sort of parachute in and go out again yeah, they do. I, I, it's funny, I had a really good chat with Andy Farrell yesterday and one of the things we talked about was just the difference in the way everyone prepares for a game. Um, and, and you see it in national camp. Like you, you know, you've got 
uh, I, I would assume the likes of Johnny Sexton, and, and actually we did talk about Johnny, who would be very fastidious in everything that he does around it. And then there's other players that um, probably don't prep anywhere near as, as well as that, maybe don't need to either or or aren't able to, but just in the difference that you that, that every player turns up and, and he sort of looks at, he was looking at it across the provinces. And um, certainly from, from our point of view, when, when our players come back, you can just see they're a little bit sharper in, uh, in their own personal detail, which is one of the things that Jack Berkowitz has been working with our players with, just in their own preparation. Um, yeah, and so they bring that back in. They also bring back a, an energy that I think they love, or I know they love coming back to Connacht. They love it up there in the Irish camp. They love coming back to Connacht and catching up with their mates and, and, uh, and playing our brand of footy too. Andy, at this time of year, um, no more than any other time of year, it really, when, when squads are stretched because of international calls, it's not that, it seems to be as much coaches are trying to outwit other coaches. And I'm just wondering, how difficult is it to not become predictable? And how much do you need other sides to be predictable when you're preparing for a game? And is innovation in how you approach game one of the biggest challenges coaches face? face at this time of year when squads are so stretched? Yeah, I think um, uh, f- from our point of view, um, you know, we, I think everyone has a game style. You just need to look at the way that, you know, most teams play. You, you, you should be able to, well, you probably rattle off the way you think most teams are going to play, whether they're dominant kicking game or dominant scrum or, you know, high lo- uh, line speed in defence or whatever it is. But So we've got our own game style at the same time. Uh, we look really closely at what um, we're seeing from opposition and uh, Pete Wilkins did a lot of work last year and continues to do that work on uh, what's happening in different zones of the field and, and where we think we can get our wins. So a lot of our variety and, and you know, the, the rugby smart, if you like, about trying to be innovative comes from that, comes from what Pete's seen and, and, and how we can then implement that into our game plan for the coming weekend. So... You know, with and, and that's really all we're doing. That's you know, that's I'll probably make it sound simple, but that's all we are doing. So against each team, as you work your way up the field, um, there's certain things will work better against other teams, uh, and it's all based upon the numbers that we've we've been looking at um, across a, a range of games. And I know it's it's come up in other sports. Some teams have been playing continuously. Connacht obviously haven't. You've no fear about there being a you know just not 100% to go from minute one, that they might just be a little bit ring rusty having had this unfortunate two-week break? No, listen, it's, you know, it, it is what it is, Dave. That's um, one of the things that, you know, it's allowed us to do, though, is be fresh and, and, and fully recovered. It's also allowed us to, to up the ante a bit of training. So there is no excuse for that. Um, and again, that's one of the things that, that Jack Berkowitz has brought in it. It just depends what lens you want to look at something through. You could look at it and say, well, geez, we haven't played for two weeks. That's going to, that's going to harm us. Or you could look at it and say, we haven't played for two weeks. We're going to be full of beans and full of energy. I can't wait to get out there. And, and that's the way we're looking at it at the moment, knowing full well that we've got these two games to pick up at another stage. So um, whilst we haven't played these last two weekends, we'll pick them up at another stage and we're now going to be very, very fresh for, for the Scarlets game. Yes, it's... Um... Great, great to see Paddy McAllister's um, family all going well, and, and he seems to have settled very well in Galway, and seems to be very keen on, on um, making making Connacht uh, a better club and a better team. Yeah, he's an engaging uh, man to talk to. We we have we have had him at press conferences before, and he did a live event last year for us. Uh, 
and Murty Roberts for Galway Bay FM. He's uh, he's got a very interesting uh, worldview, I think, on rugby and life in general. Mm. And I think the interesting thing that came up today was Jack Bertwistle, who's a name that I, as I said, I hadn't heard. Uh, and I suppose because we're we're not in the sports yes. ground as often, we just don't yeah. see people now. Mm-hmm. We're never in the sports ground because everything is done remotely. Um, and it's it's all part of coping with this scenario. And it was just interesting how he discussed how they how they function as players and as individuals and how they try to keep going. And Yeah, because Jack they, I think they, that, they they call Jack Bertwistle the, the is it the performance coach? Is that what the I think that's what Jack uh, is the um, performance skills coach. Performance skills coach, fascinating. Maybe we could do with him to help us get through these podcasts with no matches. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I think we might be talking to him at some stage. I hope. Yeah, I think it's interesting because he's been involved. It would seem that performance includes dealing with uh, these one-day trips, which Paddy suggested maybe uh, at some stage in, in, in the press conference that he didn't like them and he had to. Uh, come at that a different way. There's, it, everything's different. We're all dealing with it. But I suppose sports teams focus on on that stuff because they're always looking to get a percentage here and a percentage there. Um, so that's interesting. Um, I agree with a lot of what they have to say about. I'm sure they're ready. I'm sure every you know they've been doing their best thing. Mm. But this is my but. You cannot. Go. You play two weeks in a row. It was ridiculous at the time. It looks even more ridiculous now that they stopped for the um, mm-hmm. uh, European finals. European. Yeah, yeah. And then they played a game, so they went two and one, and now they haven't played for for three weeks. That has to be disruptive. I know you can put it out of your mind and you can focus on the next game and the next job and whatever. And, and will, will you also get the bonus of of injury players, injured players coming back? who might have been. So, for instance, Sammy Arnold would have missed the following week because he had a HIA and now he's definitely available and, and I'm sure there's other people available. I think, that, I think that helps a little bit, but I still think it's a difficult scenario to stop for three weeks so early. In a, I think it's difficult at any time. So they have to overcome that. The Scarlets are not playing well. They, they lost 6-3 at home to Edinburgh. Desperate game in desperate conditions. Uh, they were lucky to beat Zebra. They didn't really deserve it in the end. They won 18-17. They weren't very impressive. But that doesn't mean they can't turn up here on Saturday night and be a little bit more battle-hardened because Connacht just have had to stop and regroup. Um, so that's an yeah. interesting challenge for them. I'm sure they'll be absolutely ready for Saturday. They certainly will. Danny, have you any stats to give us there on, on this Scarlets team and how they play here? Or We, are, we have a, a, a good record against them in the sports ground. We actually have a winning record, a 53% winning record uh, against them in the sports ground. We won the last game that we played against them here, um, winning that game 33-20. Um, but we had lost the, la- the three games before that. Now, two of them were away and one at home. One at home. But um, a couple of interesting bits is I, I went back and grabbed a couple of, uh, couple of stats from the last four games. We seem to dominate both territory and possession with 59% over the four games, um, <clears throat> and we also uh, we also beat quite a few defenders. There's a total of 76 defenders beaten 
for Connacht against against Scarlets. We just struggled to seem to uh, convert that into points. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 interesting. And and the other issue for Scarlets, and I think it was one of the things that kept Zebra in the game, is that they're bottom of the discipline league, William. That they're they are. They're, they're struggling with with their their discipline, and that's what. Zebra kept Zebra in the game plus a, an intercept. Um, but having said that, they got two players into the um, the team of the week. This twenty year old back row player Jack Morgan, who looks looks like a a new super. I don't know where the Welsh police open side wing forwards from, but they keep they keep producing them. And here's here's another one, and he looks as though he could cause a few problems to us at the weekend. Yeah, they're, they're still a decent side. Uh, I think. The impression I'm getting is that there's a feeling in Wales they're trying to change the way they play a little bit um, to become a bit more, uh, I wouldn't say, uh, maybe a bit more pragmatic. They were a side that used to throw the ball around almost at uh, at will. Mm. And we went over there for the first game of last season, which was played in a monsoon. That was in September of 2019, which seems a very, very very long time ago mm-hmm. um, and that was an interesting one Andy Friend referred to it today later on in the press conference um, and said that essentially Connacht were badly prepared for that game mm. and they didn't cope with the conditions mm. so I think they'll be fired up I think that they would have won the two games they didn't play. I think they had a, would definitely have beaten Benetton, mm-hmm. who I think are struggling quite badly. Mm-hmm. And I think going, you couldn't have maybe had a better chance to go to the Dragons, who again are also going through some changes. They don't want to come out of this game, played 4-1-2, lost 2. They've got to keep ahead of the percentage on wins. Yeah, plus uh, if they win this game, they jump above Scarlets in, in the exactly. conference. You exactly. Know, they're, and, and they're only yeah. a point behind with two games in hand. It's a big game on Saturday and it's going to be an odd one for them. It's going to be the second home game this season and there'll be nobody there again, which is, you know, it's very unfortunate. So they'll have to create their own drive. Ireland have four games in a row, but Kieran Marmion and, and um, Alton Delan haven't played any rugby. So they, they would be handy to have because we've got some extra injuries have come along. Yeah, yeah. Give us, give us the, the, the couple of extra bits that we found out. Uh, yeah, essentially they played... An inter-squad game on Saturday. Caelan Blade has damaged his hamstring and is out for what was an unspecified amount of time. And then Connor Dean has had surgery on a thumb injury and is out for four to six weeks. So they're a little bit thin at 9-10. Uh, yeah. But obviously Jack Carty is back because he's been essentially uh, dropped word from it from the Ireland squad. Billy Burns mm. has got his place and, and has gone on the bench. So mm. he'll want to play... Yeah, Danny, how many, how many Scarlets players in their squad? The Scarlets have uh, 12 players in the Welsh team. Uh, six that started and one that was on the bench versus Scotland. So that that is a big help for Connacht. But we're missing key players as well. I mean, Dave Herfordham's missing, Finley Bealham's missing, and uh, Quinn Ruth. They are in the Ireland 20, match day 23 for the Friday night game uh, in Dublin uh, against Wales. It's, it's just, it is, as Andy Friend said, it is what it is. Players disappear. They came mm. back in for a week's training with Connacht. I don't know how much training they would have done, but it's interesting to have them around the team. Yeah. Now they're gone again. Yep. Um, and you would assume that we won't see many of them maybe until Europe. Europe starts the week after the tournament finishes. Yeah, normally there's, there's a gap. If, if there is, there's, there's invariably a week or maybe two weeks gap between international and Europe. And we're not going to get it. So it's going to be a fascinating one for us. 
Okay, like we've talked about, then then, then something else again that COVID's had a, a big impact on um, is is the women's internationals. We're not going to get a chance to see Bevan Parsons or Claire Malloy or any of our other Connacht representatives of and the Irish team playing in last seasons, current this seasons. I don't know which Six Nations, but it's there's basically no women's rugby between now and the end of the year. No, they've cancelled or they've now declared that they, they've said they will. They are permanently postponed the women's Six Nations games. I think it's a reasonable decision. England had played 5-1-5. Bit frust- it's very frustrating for them, but I think it was just becoming an impossibility to keep moving these games out. Yeah. They've also uh, got rid of, temporarily by postponing them, the World Cup qualification games that Ireland have to play. The mm. draw for the next Women's World Cup will be made in New Zealand on the 20th of November. Uh, and it'll obviously contain sides and it'll say yeah. X, Y, Z, yeah. depending on who, who qualifies. Well, because that, Ireland that, still have to qualify for that. Yeah, and that, that happens in the in the men's World Cup as well. You get the Oceania and... South American and African one, so that's I suppose that's just part of the part of the process. One thing I'll never understand is why seedings and the draws are done so many years in advance of these things. I, I've always found that very strange about rugby. Okay, as we we come near the the end of the podcast, and just before William gives us the list of um, fixtures and results from last weekend, Danny, any last minute sort of quick stats you can give us before giving us your prediction? Yeah, one thing uh, I think Connacht need to uh, go at Scarlet's hat is the lineout. Um, Scarlet's have lost twelve lineouts this season. Now wow. they've also stolen seven. But I think uh, having Gavin Thornbury in our second row, who is a who is our main lineout stealer, um, we should really be targeting that to take away ball from them. Okay, good stuff. And if we do get Alton back, he's pretty he's pretty nifty at those sort of things as well. <laughs> pretty handy as well. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you reckon? Where where you're going for home win? I'm going for a home win. Uh, I think Connacht will win by eight. Win by eight, all right. Um, okay. I just see just Scarlet's have only won two games and it's been both the Italian teams. Um, and that's out over five games this season. I just can't see how they can come here and beat Connacht. I know we've had a break, but I think we'll be well well ready for these guys. Okay, good stuff. William, are you worried that the two-week break is going to you know affect the chances of us winning this game? Well, a three-week break, Alan. It's a long, long time since that of game at Edinburgh. Yeah, I, yeah. I, uh, no, I, I think this is. I think there's pressure on Connacht to win this game. I think they're expected to win this. It's a home game, uh, but I think if they go out and play well, I think they'll have enough in hand. I understand what what Andy was saying today uh, about uh, Conor Fitzgerald, but I think uh, Jack Carty. I think Caelan Blade is a big loss. Yes. So. You know, if if Kieran Marmion isn't released back by Ireland, then you're going to have Stephen Kearns or Colin Riley. That's a big game for them to come into, yeah. Uh, and it'll be a they will have to be really helped by the back row and the players outside them in the back line. It's going to be absolutely crucial that their decision making is exact and they know what they have to do. So we'll know a little bit more about that later in the week. But yes, I'm going to say Ireland to win. Uh, Ireland to well, win. I'm well, hopefully, hopefully say, Ireland will win on Friday night. I am <laughs> going to say Ireland to win. I think Wales will be heading to six losses in a row, which some of my family members in Wales are getting very perturbed about. Uh, <laughs> but I think Connacht will. Uh, I think Connacht will prevail on Saturday, seven thirty-five p.m. and get back to playing some rugby. We want to. We want to see them playing. 
We do, we do. I'm, not, I'm just looking at the long-range forecast, and it's not particularly pleasant. There's a chance of heavy rain with 50-kilometer-hour winds, occasionally gusting to 65. Oh, God. <laughs> um, yeah, what can you do? It's Connacht. It's, it is what it is. Just, just don't let the rain or the weather cause another postponement. <laughs> they got to get them out there. <laughs> got to get playing, guys. Got to get playing. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, guys. And here's William to give the results from last weekend and the rest of the fixtures for the coming weekend. Bye, folks. Sunday the 8th of November, Ospreys 7, Leinster 26, Scarlets 18, Zebra 17. And on Monday the 9th of November, Edinburgh 18, Cardiff Blues 0, Ulster 40, Glasgow Warriors 15. On Saturday the 14th of November, Connacht versus the Scarlets with a 7.35pm kickoff. On Sunday the 15th of November, it's Munster versus Ospreys at 2.45pm. Glasgow Warriors versus Dragons is postponed. And on Monday the 16th of November, it's a triple header. Zebra versus Ulster at 6pm. Cardiff Blues versus Benetton at 7.45pm and Leinster versus Edinburgh at 8.15pm. Loose, cut it loose Break out or nothing changes Side